Lord, we thank you for that invitation, God. We thank you for welcoming us, for calling out to us, Lord, to come to you and listen to the word of the Lord to you who feel far from him. He says to you, can a mother forget her nursing child and feel no compassion on the child she has born? But even if that were possible, I, the Lord, will not forget you. See, I have engraved you on the palms of my hands. Thank you, God, for your great, committed, never-forgetting love for us, Lord God. Uh, we thank you that you are ready and willing to take us home, to embrace us, Lord, to receive us wherever we've been, however far we've strayed. Uh, we thank you for your continual welcome, Lord. We love you. We thank you for this time together. Speak to us as we gather. Amen. All right, go and take a seat. Morning, come to me. So question, when you were a little kid and you got hurt, would you run to your mom or to your dad? Let's raise hands. I'd run to my mom, you'd say. All right, how about I'd run to my dad? All right, yes. All right, now when you were a kid and you were hungry or thirsty, you're out playing or something, would you run in to see your mom, raise your hand, or your dad? Okay. How about when you were scared, you had a nightmare, you know, in the middle of the night, you got up, bolted down the hallway, who would you run to? Dad? I switched it up on you. Mom? Okay, yes. Now, for some reason, my children, in all those circumstances, um, or when they were sad, they would run to mom. Uh, they'd run to Becky. And, you know, but then I started to think, it hurt a little bit. But, and I started to think about it. I'm like, yeah, that may, that's who I would run to. I mean, she's softer. She's nicer. She smells better. Like, you know, this is Mother's Day, so I, I kind of geared those questions more towards moms. Moms did get the majority of the votes on those, but dads are awesome too, but it's not Father's Day, so just hold tight. Um, why are moms so great? Why are moms so great? I was thinking about this, and I was like, well, are, is God like a mom? And, and it's actually the reverse. See, moms are made, good, loving moms are made in the image and likeness of God. Our creator, the source of all things, the maker. Moms, when they are loving like that, or dads, when they love like that, they are reflecting who God is. They are displaying God's image, God's likeness in the world to you. And hopefully you had that as a young person. Um, adults, you know, most of us here are adults. Uh, do you get hurt sometimes? Where do you go? Where do you run? When you get scared, anxious, fearful, where do you go? Where do you turn? Hungry or thirsty, and, and maybe not just physically, we can take care of that now, but spiritually, like in that inner life, when you're hungry or thirsty this week, where did you go? Where did you turn? God, the creator, the maker. Of the universe, of everything we see of you, he is inviting you to come to him. Come to him. Listen to God's word, first spoken to Israel, now spoken to us, spoken to you through Isaiah. The Lord says, come, 
All you who are thirsty, come to the waters. And you who have no money, don't worry about that. Come, buy, and eat. Come, buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Well, what's he talking about here? Well, he continues. He says, why spend money on what is not bread and your labor on what does not satisfy? Listen, the Lord says, listen to me and eat what is good. And you will delight in the richest of fare, the richest of foods. Give ear. Listen, give ear and come to me, says the Lord. Listen, that you may live, that you may really live. Come and I will make an everlasting covenant with you. My faithful love promised to David. We're going to ask these questions for these passages today. First question, who is God talking to here? What did he say? Who is God talking to? This is your first fill-in. He's talking to all who are thirsty and need something to eat. And what happens to you when you're thirsty, when you forget to drink, you're busy? What happens to you? What's Weak. You get weak. Is that right? Yeah, you get weak. Anybody get a headache? Uh, fatigued. Fatigued. You know, sometimes we'll see our kids and they'll be dry-lipped and they oh, have a headache. And like, did you drink anything today? They forget. They're too busy having fun, right? What do you like when you're, th- what do you like when you're hungry? Angry. Yep. Angry, irritable, impatient, right? Now, God in this context here, he's not talking about physical hunger or thirst, but he's, he's making the connection to spiritual hunger, that inner life, that spiritual thirst that we feel. In the context that Isaiah was talking to, he's talking to Israel who had started to turn to other idols. They were pouring out their labor. They are pouring out their efforts, uh, sacrificing to other gods and goddesses. And God says, you've been feeding on ashes. That's what you've you've gotten in return. And we do this too. What do you turn to this week? What did you turn to when you were hurt, afraid, empty, thirsty, hungry inside? What did you turn to? We, like the Israelites, we we have this tendency to turn to things that seem like they give us a little life, but in the end it's like ashes in our mouth. It does not satisfy. Now for you, if you've been in that this week, God is saying, now, Come to me. You've tried those other things. You've run to those other things. Now, when you're fatigued of that, when you're sick of eating ashes, come, turn to me. And then what does he offer you? This is the next fill-in. What did he offer? Number one, spiritual food, drink, good water, good food, the richest of fare, the richest of spiritual food, food uh, filling life that really satisfies Real spiritual life satisfies your soul, the true you inside. He offers and gives that to you and me. Why? Next fill in, that you may live. God wants you to really live. He loves you like a good loving mother. He loves you. He wants you to live and thrive. Which implies that if you're not coming to him, 
for that spiritual food, for that spiritual water, then what? You're dead. You're dying. You're, you're, you're off the vine. You're withering. Apart from him, we can do nothing. Apart from him, we're dying off the vine, spiritually and then physically. Okay, so this is the offer. Come to me that you may live. And then maybe we think, well, maybe it's a one-time thing. You know, when can I come? Is that always available? And then he lands on this, God offering you and me an everlasting, listen to this, everlasting, eternal, never-ending covenant, which is a solemn commitment, unbreakable commitment to you. He's offering this to you, an everlasting covenant, his faithful love. He doesn't love like the, lo the world loves. He even loves better than your mom or your dad, the best mom or dad. Our moms, our parents are we're flawed. God loves you with faithfulness. He is faithful and true. His commitment to you is unbreakable. God's saying, stay with me. Stay with me. I had a, um, there was a couple that used to come to OTC before they moved to Southern California. Great couple. And yeah, maybe low, young 30s. And um, her mom died. And I remember going there afterward uh, and bringing some uh, groceries, some flowers to them. And I was talking to her, and she said, the thing I miss most is just being able to call her. You know, something happens with the kids she's excited about. I go to call her, and I realize she's not there. You know, I need a recipe. I want to call her, and I realize... She's not there. We're limited. Even the best moms, we're limited. The best parent is limited. And God is saying, come to me. I have an eternal covenant that I want to make with you. I want to give you my faithful love that death cannot separate. Nothing will separate. I am with you. I'm with you. Just come to me. Turn to me. This is what God offers you and me. Then what does God tell you to do if you want this? If you want that, you're like, yes, I do want that. Three things. Number one, come to me. All right? That, yeah, come, come, buy and eat. Come buy and eat. Don't just come. Like sometimes I do this during the week. I'll, I'll go to God. I told you I have my little alarm clock to go pray, to remember to pray. I go to him. Sometimes I just kind of buy and eat. Like stay with me. You know, I'm the fastest eater in my family because I'm the youngest. I felt like that anxiety, like I'm going to miss out. God's like, just, just linger. Take some time. Eat. You don't have to shove it down. Drink. Be with me. You need it. You're thirsty. You're hungry. And then he sends us out on our way to be filled. Come to him, number one. Number two, listen to him. Like, listen. Listen takes intentionality. Listen takes time. Listen takes, okay, I'm not just going to blast you, God, with me and what's going on with me. I'm actually going to listen to you because your words are life. Your words are wisdom. Your words are true. You want to help me in the way to go. One of the most frustrating things about being a parent is that you really do know some things that your kids would really help your kids. Right? We, we, we've, lived a little, we've lived a little bit, and 
Uh, at some point, they're just like, they're not interested in hearing you. You know? It happens. I was there, right? Listen to him. God has perfect wisdom. He's right every time. He wants to lead you into life. If you want the things he offers, come listen to him. And then the last one, eat. All right? I hit that, but eat. Eating is um, something we do during the week. Again, not just, I'm not just talking about physically here. We do have to do that regularly, right? For me, it's like every three hours or so during the waking hours. I don't wake up at night. Um, but every three hours or so, I need to eat something. I get the hunger pains uh, or I get thirsty, you know. So I need to do that regularly. And whether or not I realize it, I need it spiritually too. I am spiritually hungry and thirsty through the day. And I don't always go and stop and eat. Remember, you have the mom that was always like, hey, eat something. Did you eat anything? I'm busy, God. I got things to do, man. Eat. You need it. You'll be better. You'll be a better person out there. Eat. That's what we need to do. So related question, what are you feeding on? What are you feeding on when you're hurt, when you're thirsty, when you're hungry? During the week, what do you feel? What are you looking to to give you life, to give you that sense of life? What are you turning to? What's your go-to? What's your first thing that you, you switch to? Is it God? I forget. God's just waiting. All right, I'm here. I got this, this rich layout for you. Come to the waters when you're ready. He's patient. We're the ones that forget and, and we're, we're chasing other things. He lets you do that. So you chase, you feed yourself, you get to that point where you're like, actually, this is not satisfying. This is not nutritious. I'm, this is not giving me life. He's like, come, I'm ready. Come, you're ready. Come to me. This goes back, this is human history, man. It goes back all the way to the garden. In the garden. God gave them all these awesome trees. He gave them a garden, early humanity. He said, take, eat, all this stuff is for you. And he puts two trees in the middle of the garden. One, he says, hey, if you eat from that tree, it'll kill you. And then there's this other tree. Remember, what was the other tree? Tree of life. Now, what does that thing look like? Whoa, what would that be like? What do we choose to eat from? Tree that leads to death. We just have that tendency. Be aware of that in you. Be aware of that in you this week. What are you turning to? Is it satisfying? Is it like ashes in your mouth? Come. Come to the waters. Come. Buy and eat good food, what he provides. Okay, so that's God speaking through the prophet Isaiah. 700 years after that, God came into the world in the flesh. And he speaks this, John 6, 35, Jesus said, listen to this, see if it sounds familiar. He says, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Come to me, Jesus says. I'm the bread of life. I'm the bread that you need. 
John 7, 37, 39, Jesus says again, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as Scripture has said, listen, rivers of living water will flow from within them. And then John explains this for us. He says, By this Jesus meant the Spirit, whom those who believed were later to receive. Let's go through this again, capture this. Who is Jesus talking to? Again, next fill in. Those who are hungry and thirsty. Spiritually hungry, spiritually thirsty, looking for satisfaction, looking for life. What does Jesus offer? Next one, to never, never hunger or thirst. Now, this must be some abundant source of spiritual food, spiritual water. You'll never go hungry. You'll never thirst if you turn to me, if you come to me. What does Jesus offer? To never hunger or thirst, eternal satisfaction, spiritual food and water that never runs out. And then one more detail. Jesus offers you rivers of living water, rivers of the Holy Spirit flowing from within you. The, the life of God the energizing, powerful presence of God flowing through you, flowing from within you. Not a trickle, not a drop, but a river. Rivers flowing through you. I'm reading that, I'm stopped. I'm like, yes, Jesus, I need that. Yes, Lord, I want that. Yes, flow, river, flow. Come, Holy Spirit, fill us. Spring up within us. We need you. We're hungry, we're thirsty, or, we're, or maybe we're full because we've been eating garbage all week. We still need it. We still need that life. Flow from within. Holy Spirit, come. Come, make us alive. Satisfy us. Fill us again. Forgive us for the things that we've been dabbling in and swimming in this week and drinking this week. Come, Holy Spirit, fill us with life. You're the one that has it. You're the source. Yes, you're the bread of life, Jesus. You're the one that quenches our thirst, that quenches our hunger. Man, I, I want that. I need that. I need that every day. I wake up needing that. And it's available. So what does Jesus tell you if you want that? What does he tell you to do? Next fill, and he says, come to me. There it is again. Come to me. I mean, that seems so simple. How frequently did you come to him this week? Right? Was he your first go-to? Come to me and put your trust in me. Put your trust in me. Put your hunger into my hands. Put your desires into my hands. Put your thirst into my hands. Trust me with it. Put your plans into my hands. Put your crazy past into my hands. Put your future into my hands. Trust me. Come to me and trust me with those things. Put your fears, your anxieties, your worries into my hands. Put your affections into my hands. Your desires, your hopes, your dreams, your aspirations, put those into my hands. Bring it all to me, Jesus says. Come to me. Trust me. Go all in. There's more for you. There's more for us. I'm such a dabbler. I want to go all in. This is the invitation. Come. Then the rivers will flow. Yeah, then they come. 
when we see, when we believe, when we begin to do this. Where are you holding back? Where are you holding tight? Where are you like, I don't know if I can give you this one, this thing. The thing that you're maybe holding on to tightly, one one thing that kind of can help alert you to that is when you get fearful about, or when that thing gets threatened. You get, get intense. You get really worried. You get scared. You get in flight or fight mode. You're, that thing is really precious to you. And you experience that this week, or maybe you're thinking of something right now. That's the thing that Jesus said, come, put it in my hands. Come, trust me with that. Bring it to me. Bring it to me. I want to give you life. I want to show you the way. Jesus says, come, come, come today, come later today, come this week. Jesus continues to invite you and me. The next place is Matthew 11. Here it is again. Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. And I will give you rest. Does that sound nice? This is a good one to memorize, right? Because you will feel it this week at some point. I feel weary. I'm burdened. I will give you rest. Come to me. Take my yoke upon you. Okay, here we go. In case you don't know what a yoke is. This is a yoke. All right. Hey, it feels pretty good, this one. Yeah, got some, fits me, feels right. All right, take my yoke, Wayne, upon you. It's a harness. See, it, it distributes the weight evenly. It, it makes my burden easier to carry. Um, okay, Jesus says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. Isn't that refreshing? I'm gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. If you take your, his yoke upon you, you'll find rest for your souls. My yoke is easy. And right, let's go through this. Who's Jesus talking to? To you and me, anyone who is what? Weary and burdened. Weary and burdened. We all have burdens. Burden of work, responsibility, deadlines, deadlines. Bills, expectations, right? We all have burdens. You know, when Jesus spoke this original context, the Pharisees spoke of the yoke of the Torah. But unfortunately, it become a heavy, heavy, unwieldy burden at that time with the traditions and everything and so forth. But for us today, if you're weary, think about what wearies you from maybe yokes, from burdens, the laws, the dictates of your culture, what you should do, what you, you know, what you have to do, or, Oh, I can't believe you haven't done that. Those are yokes. If you're burdened about your future, maybe a test, maybe a decision you have to make, if you're weary, if you're weary, then what does Jesus offer? Jesus offers you, next fill in, an easier yoke. An easier yoke. My yoke is easy. A lighter burden. My burden is light. That's kind of hoping he'd say there, uh, no yoke, right? Yoke, yoke free, right? 
No, but we, we all have burdens. We all have responsibilities, and that's good. That's what makes us human. That's, that's good, all right? We all have burdens and responsibilities. Jesus is offering you an easier way, an easier, more comfortable, better-fitting yoke, a lighter burden. I need that. Sometimes I'm putting on all sorts of yokes during the week that don't fit, that are cumbersome, that, that just wear me down. And Jesus is like, why are you putting that on? I didn't tell you to put that on. Why are you carrying that? It's, I, I'm, I don't know. Because what I really want is what he's saying. The other thing he offers is rest for my soul. I need that. So what does Jesus tell us to do? If that's you, you've been carrying too much, the weight is, is becoming crippling, Jesus says, here it is again, come to me, come to me, come to me with that. Take my yoke, trade it, trade up, take your yoke off, put my yoke on, and learn from me, learn from me. Learn from me to discern, hey, is that, is that the yoke I'm telling you to carry? Is that the burden I'm putting on you? Or is that something someone else is putting on you? At least know what, what you're carrying and why you're carrying it. Then you can make the decision, yeah, I am going to take this off. I don't know why I've been carrying this for so long. This past thing, this burden, this expectation, this message, this accusation, this condemnation, whatever that is, Jesus is saying, take it off. Listen to me. Learn from me. Take that. You don't have to carry that. I've come to free you from that. And watch, you, you, you'll, if it's been on you for a long time, you might take it off for a day, and then you'll realize, oh, you're heavy. it's heavy again. You're like, oh, I just put it back on again. Here it is again. Jesus is like, no, take it off. You can take it off. Take the burden that I'm calling you to carry. And it'll be plenty. It'll be challenging. But compared to what the world wants to put on you, it will be light. And as you learn from him, as you walk with him, as you carry his yoke, you listen to him, you're going to find rest for your souls. That's what he offers. Come to me, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. So this week, when you're weary and burdened, ask Jesus, is this you? Am I doing this for you? Because I tell you, there's some hard things I can do when I know it's Jesus. I'm like, okay, for you, Lord, I will do this. And there's other things. Jesus is like, I never told you to put that on. Take it off. Be free. All right, now, how do we do this during the week? Because the week's, this is a nice little pocket of life, refreshing, hopefully. We've come to the waters. We've been feasting. We've been eating. All right, when you go out from here, how can we access and rest in God's love this week? So I'm wondering about this, and I'm living it this week. It's Friday, and Friday for me is crunch time. I got to get the, the bulletin in. I got to get the sermon in the can, put the lid on. And um, I'm, it's probably about 1 o'clock, and I'm in task mode, and I'm just, I'm stuck. I've hit a wall. And I feel like Jesus is saying, come to me. Hey, imagine that. I've been studying, preparing this. Come to me. And I get this idea in my mind, I'm going to go take a walk. 
So I'm working at home that day. Nobody's there. It was a nice, quiet day. I got to take this little, we have a little loop near our house. And um, I was like, okay. But then right away, obstacles popped up. Hmm. But if I do that, how long is it going to take? And aren't, aren't I going to fall behind? Do I have time for this? You know, I start questioning it right away, right away, automatically. And then I start, I'm like, no, come to me. I hear this, enter my rest, come to me. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lean into that. i got to live this out a little bit before I preach it. So, yeah, I'm going to do that. And then I get outside, and I'm putting my shoes on, and I become self-conscious. I'm like, well, what if someone sees me out here taking a walk? Oh, look at Wayne, middle of the day, just taking a walk. Wouldn't that be nice, right? Does this guy work or what? So, and then I'm thinking, well, maybe I'll, you know, obstacles, obstacles, reasons to not go and do the thing that God's calling me to do. So I push through them. You're going to have to do that. You're going to have to push through those obstacles because they're going to come up when God calls you to come to him. So I get out there, and then I'm, I'm walking on the, on the trail, and I'm starting to think of the task, and my mind's just starting to spin. And Jesus is saying, enter my rest. Come to me. And I'm, so I have to turn that, those, that machine off, right? And so one thing that can help, that helps me, is I just start thanking the Lord. Start thanking him for the stuff, the sun, you know. I just started to engage with God. Took the loop, felt rested, was with God. It was good. It was satisfying. It lasted a while, you know. The, the anxiety, the tension, the, you know, that all picked up again. But it was a good meal, and I needed it. Last fill in today. To do this, go to him when you're hungry, thirsty, or weary, or burdened. Go to him. Push off. Listen, it's going to be a little bit of a battle. Push off the obstacles that are going to come in the way. They're going to try to stop you. And then rest in his love. Don't rush it. Rest. Eat. Take it in. Let me pray for us, and then we're, we have some visitors coming. All right, Lord, thank you. Thank you for this time, this space. Thank you for your offer, Lord. Help us not neglect it this week, Jesus. Help us come to you and eat and linger and listen. We love you. We thank you for your commitment to us, Lord. We thank you for your welcome to us. Amen. All right. Oh, what's going on? What a surprise. Come on in.